0: This is W.E.I. Late Night with K.J. Carson on W.E.E.I. Game one to Carolina. 5-1.
1: It's going to be an uphill climb, but the Bruins knew that all along. Oh, God. Late night, WEEI. It's kj 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Hurricanes-Bruins game just went final within the last couple of minutes, 5-1. It seems like it's the same story over and again. I got to hear from you. Are the Bruins done? Are they looking at a sweep at this point? I mean, they've been outscored 21 to 2 by the same Hurricanes. They're literally going to prevent Hartford from having to move again. It's unbelievable. But it's the story of the bully who doesn't get punched back in the mouth. So, a couple weeks ago, I joked, "Who would the the Bruins rather have to kiss in the mouth in the playoffs?" The Panthers or the Hurricanes? And I said, you know, maybe there's something in the Bruins that said, you know, they scored 16 goals on us in two games. We can get some of that back. All we need is the defense to tighten up. We've got some of the best front-line guys in the world. Maybe they're surprised. I, I, I call me crazy. I said, I'd rather take my chance with the Hurricanes, because at least Bruce Cassidy could play all 16 of those goals in slow motion. It should do something to you. And for a period, it seemed like something got through. Carolina was anxious. They were nervous. The crowd was thinking, Mommy, will they move us from Hartford then to Raleigh and then maybe on to Charlotte? Are we going to move again if we can't pull this off this year? And then the last three minutes of the second period happened. The first period happened. When the goals happen, you're like, okay. Seth Jar- so it's for So when when Seth Jarvis's goal goes in, you're almost like, did Linus actually miss catching that? It felt that way. So you're like, okay, there's nothing you can really do about that. Then the second goal, you're like, okay, they're starting to leak. Then Taylor Hall scores. You're like, okay, it's 2-1, it's the third. Maybe we get this thing tied, get this thing going to 11 p.m., midnight, 12-30. You know how playoff hockey goes. No. The bully started smiling. I got bullied when I was a kid, and it's not funny to laugh about it, but her name was Alice. And Alice used to flinch at me on the bus to see if I would get scared. And then one day I got smart. I told Alice she was cute. She stopped punching me in the face. I I I don't see how the Bruins even turn around and tell the Canes, hey, you're cute, and maybe we can take this to seven games. Leaking turned to bleeding. 617-779-7937, text line three seven. Are the Bruins done? I, I mean... Can we can we go ahead and kiss the series goodbye? At at ten o five, after the first game, because it doesn't look anything different than what what we've seen this season. If you want to feel even worse, Toronto is leading five nothing over Tampa. Oh, KJ, you were crazy to say, oh, that game they lost to Toronto at home that could have turned their fortunes a little. I'll get Toronto. None of that ended up mattering. I said, hey, you know, the best chance if you get someone to get to that five spot, if you could get Tampa. Look what's happening now. Toronto's feeling so good. Meanwhile, the Bruins, I... Will this series get to the end of next week? Will it at this point? <sighs> Nick LePan, thank you so much for being here. You are a hard-working man today, and everything in the world is going on. We're still talking draft here tonight, plus what happened with the Celtics. They got punched in the mouth last night, but it feels like they could come back from some things. But what what you saw tonight, Nick, did you see any improvement?
2: I mean, yeah, the Bruins were the better team for 37 minutes of the game, and then they fell apart in the
1: last three minutes of the second period. That's when the bully shows up at 3.05. You know that – So for those who don't know, and it may not go on anymore, but you used to meet at 3 o'clock on the schoolyard. And sometimes you have the courage to say, like, if you said yes to the bully, you've already kind of won half the battle because the bully's not coming after you. But then sometimes you make the mistake of some girl who you think is really cute and you like decides to show up to the fight, and you look at her while she's there. That was minute 38 tonight. And then the pummeling just continued. I mean, that crowd was dead silent. Nick, did I tell you about the story when I went down to visit family and I had on my Bruin sweater and a woman in the cashier? She's like, oh, she's like, that's your team? I said, yeah. Like, well, pride, yeah. History, yes. She said, oh, yeah, well, we always love it when you pl- when we play you. Then I realized I was in the state of North Carolina. I was like, oh, God. You mean Hartford? She was like, yeah, are, are they still scoring? I was like, you know, shut up. Bringing my Just bring me my stuff up now.
2: Did you mention the sweep that occurred about two years ago?
1: Yeah, she didn't care about two years ago. In fact, you know what made it worse, Nick? The woman was from Buffalo. <laughs> so literally, I feel like I'm getting it from both ends. Well, she's still upset about the Ryan Miller hit. Well, no, she was, thinking, she was more like, uh, yeah. You know, like the governor of North Carolina got in on the chiming. You're like, you know what? I told her, I said, yeah, if we see you in the playoffs, it's going to be remembered. 5-1 does nothing. All it does is just shave off two more goals. Like, they held them at bay for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And, and, And to me, they played great hockey for 30 minutes. They had them shook. I thought to my, I even tweeted it out. If the Bruins could get another second period like they did in the first period, they could steal this. And then they turn around and looked at the cute girl at the fight at about 305. Punched in the face again. 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937. Bruins go down in an ugly fashion. I mean, yeah, I would I would have fights break out later in the game if I knew that, you know. Multiple goals are coming again, and you you had them kind of pinned and nervous in that first period. Almost two full periods. It was written. Oh. I've gone off. I, you know, I think the only times I've gone off this year about the about the Bruins was losing that Toronto game, right? That because I was embarrassed. <laughs> like and but hey, give it to Toronto; they kind of turns it around, but we still don't know. And like today, I mean, even, even when the, the whole mess was going up, the, the Hurricanes earlier the season, you know, Tuca was still in the mix of things. So it was kind of like, okay, there's not even really a goaltender here yet, and this is happening. But it's happening now. And here's the other thing about the playoffs. If a team comes in hot, you've got to beat them in that first game. If the Panthers, I'm sorry, if the, if the Hurricanes have just won five in a row, you don't want to give them more oomph with game one of the. This is the game you had to steal. You steal tonight's game, you get a seven-game series easily. The league's happy. They don't have to worry about market 42, and then after that we're playing St. Louis and Minnesota. Like, they need eyes. This isn't eyes. this is F's. These are D's, this is a D and F. It's like me in high school. My first two marking periods, beautiful. They just fall apart, and I end up with a C-plus for the year. Gosh. I, I, I I don't know how to say it other than Carolina is their bully. They're the Bruins' bully. We'll punch them in the mouth, laugh about it, sing and dance. You know, almost to the point where they're probably laughing. Oh, they gave it a valiant effort for a period and a half. And then we knew they'd start leaking. When they start leaking, they start bleeding. When they start bleeding, they start hemorrhaging. Then the fisticuffs happen. I mean, this feels like a sweep. Nick, do you do you do you believe there's going to be a turnaround in two nights? Well, yeah. Uh, this is not going to be a sweep. There's no. It's not going to be a sweep, bro. They could do a mathematic equation and say, "Okay, we can we can store goal. You've been outscored twenty-one to two.
2: Okay, regular Freaking. season doesn't matter if it was in February. And There's
1: no discontinuation
2: happening tonight. It was absolutely the, the fifth goal was an empty net because you pulled the goalie with three minutes left, so okay. it was really four-one. Okay, we could do Which really does four, not mean, does not equal sweep.
1: It smells like a sweep to me. It, I mean." I smell dust. I see broomsticks. I it's I don't I don't know how you turn it around.
2: Well, you can start by burying one of the 75 opportunities they had in the first period.
1: Uh, but this is the best this is one of the this is the best defensive team in the league. That's the other thing. Yeah, you and they to...
2: got the opportunities, they just couldn't finish it. So if you actually start finishing your opportunities, but that's... it's a different it's a different series.
1: Right, but that's what Carolina does. If you're going to get them, you should have got them on the power play. If you get them in the you get them in you got them in the power play early and didn't they nothing. have the best penalty kill in the league? That's perfectly fine. At least this is a chance where you have more people on the ice than they do. Have you have you seen the Bruins power play in the last month? They well, don't have a power is... play. Well, okay, but well, do they have players that can score in that front line? Yeah, that and that, pro- that
2: that first line oh. was dominant all night.
1: Yeah, except for when it was time, like in the power play. No, like no, no, like look, the Bruins, your bully, are the Hurricanes, and what makes it even worse is like it's like Scooby Doo with the mask on. Like when they unmask the person, it's the Hartford Whalers doing this to you with the with a different sticker on it. That's what makes it even more disgusting of a taste in the mouth. Your thoughts on the Bruins tonight against the Hurricanes. KJ, late night, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, it's trend. T-Mobile
0: has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. With the 29th pick in the 2022
2: NFL draft, the New England Patriots select Cole Strange, guard Chattanooga.
1: Late Night WEEI. KJ, thank you so much for spending your time here. I, <laughs> you can hear the dead silence there in Vegas. It felt like a cocktail party at six thirty when the event's not supposed to start till nine. You've ever been to like these four year areas where people just drinking their drinks and they're having their own conversations, like they're kind of ignoring the small announcements on this. That's what it felt like when Cole Strange's name was announced as the first round pick for the New England Patriots. Now, Who the f- is that guy? Yeah, well, so here's. When I saw the number 69 and people putting the number strange on there, I'm just like, this gets stranger than fiction. Then by chance that night, Nick, this is no lie, I turned to like the Discovery or some type of channel, and there was this show called Strange Sex. And I was like, why is Cole's strange name showing up in all these different things? It was weird.
2: That's one of those shows you like randomly turn on just for the fun of it at like two o'clock in the morning because you have no idea what it's about. And it's about, it's not what you think it is.
1: Yeah. It's not Cinemax quality grade stuff. But Cole Strange is kind of part of the narrative that I've been saying about Bill Belichick is that Bill is kind of checked out. Is the pick the wrong guy? Well, no, it's not the wrong guy. It's just at the wrong place. It's like going like my father has this ability to dance the electric slide the complete opposite way as people are going the right way. Belichick was my father, at the like what, like huh? like this is who you take. It, here's to prove my point because you say okay well we know what happened beforehand. You can't say well the Patriots weren't going to move. Imagine if they moved up to get Cole Strange. Oh my gosh, and people were some people were even thinking that. Here are the offensive linemen that were taken after Cole Strange and their number without getting deep into them. I'll just say where their number and their pick was. 51-57. Now, keep in mind, after Cole Strange at 29, the next offensive lineman comes at 51.
2: And he – I was telling Mutt this earlier. Jason Kelsey is doing scouting for the Eagles now because he's at the end of his career. and he's, Right. So he scouted Cam Jurgens who went at 51. Right. And he said that he reminds – uh, Cam Jurgens reminds himself of
1: him that yeah, he is and, going to be a Hall of him, Fame center. Yeah, and him didn't miss a game for the most part, right? So, and and Nebraska is one of those type of places where they, I mean, it's it's like it's always been offensive lineman and center. You right that if there's something they you'll get you can always get out of Nebraska no matter how good or bad their teams are. You'll always find a center. It's been historic there, and that's where Cam is from. 51, Cam Jorgens, 57, 59, 65, 67, 69, 72, 75, 79, and 90. Here's the only argument that I will make on Belichick's behalf. The only one. All those numbers I called before 90 were all before, the Bills, uh, before Bill had a third-round pick. So... If you took him in the second round, then what would you have taken in the first round? Now, so many of us were screaming linebacker. I I, I don't know. Many people remember the very last game the Patriots played, and the defense didn't stop anyone. But when you hear Cole Strange's name, I was like, wow. The Patriots just, just drafted a guy in the first round who can't catch a touchdown and who can't tackle people. And those are the two biggest issues. Really? Here's Mel Kuyper on the Cole Strange draft pick.
0: Uh, we're going to describe that as a surprise. Mel, 6'5", 307 pounds, briefly went to Air Force, then to Chattanooga, and now he's a first-round pick. Well, it could be a second-round pick. Remember Logan Mankins out of Fresno State when the Patriots took him in the late first round. Everybody kind of shook their heads said, how could you do that? Cole Strange had a second-round grade. Cole Strange, a guy who started 40-plus games at UT Chattanooga, because he used at center at the Senior Bowl, struggled with the staff. He only had one start at center at UT
1: Chattanooga, so he needs work on the shotgun snap, but he has a chance to be maybe down the road a guy to help you at center. But he's going to be a guard that can help you right away. That's what the Patriots need to fill. So, uh, yeah, you could say it's a reach based on what the number was in terms of the grade. But he's a good football player. I mean, he's one of the, he was one of the best non 1A players coming into this, into this draft, was Cole Strange. Okay, I got my hand up like a kid in a classroom. Can we make a, a kind of like a, a, a BCAD thing, but it's going to be BTAT before Tom and after Tom? So when we're discussing how you find these gems in the dirt and guys from out of nowhere, did it happen before? after Tom, like, did it happen, like, well, it can't be before Tom, but it's like the ACB, the BC AD thing, right? Like, Christ, Tom is Christ. Did it happen when Christ and Tom walked the earth here in New England? You can take chances like that. Uh, Look, playoff Sony, right? (laughs) You got one, one, two, three, four weeks out of them, first-rounder. But Tom was here. Tom's not here. There's no new margin for error. And this feels like this is a Belichick first-round pick as if Tom Almighty is still here. For God's sakes, as much as we clown Buffalo here in Boston and across New England about their fan base... And the latest, I'm sure you've seen it, or I've just recently seen it pop up on social media, that they actually have printed shirts of all of their drives against the Patriots in that playoff game. That is such a loser thing to do, by the way. And then, so why go get it like that? So while I totally agree, you have to recognize that the guy you picked in the first round is not going to address, I don't know, your division rival for making T-shirts saying that we didn't have to punt.
2: I feel like some of their offseason did that though by by signing Jabril Peppers. I feel that he's going to play linebacker for them, and they traded for Mac Wilson as a, a linebacker. safety.
1: As he's the roaming,
2: he's the roaming guy now. He's always been a hybrid player, and they, that's what they're doing. They have hybrid yeah. safety slash linebacker. Adrian yeah. Phillips can come up and play in the box. All their safeties can come up and play
1: in the box. But you need guys who play in the middle. Who is going to be the the uh, the spy? On Josh Allen, right? Like Jabril all, Peppers from the back. Like you want to bring. He's a not guy playing up, safety, but if he's roaming, you know, like you would want to have a guy who's stationary and then and then make your moves on Josh Allen versus potentially having, Cam McGrone. See when you have to use Matt the word Wilson potential. Is an athletic ask linebacker. any female when if they say he has potential, that means she has an option, and there are other options out there that I think Bill should have gone after in the first round, even if you went cornerback. Even if you went cornerback saying you've got to replace an all-pro, even though you do have a collection of cornerbacks, at least this is someone you can hide within there. Even if you went defensive tackle to shore up the line. But the issue is the middle, the age, was there last year, and now it's gone. You, get, you went from old to, like, question mark. And and that's that's just the bigger well, issue. Anything
2: is better than how Dante Hightower is playing last year.
1: Well, but again, at least Dante Hightower had established himself as an NFL player. What happens to NFL players is their talents and skills tend to diminish as they get older. The question is, do you replace them with younger people whose skills can grow in same said position? I. And they've done I, that. I get. Look, this is where I say that Bill has kind of checked out. Dude is kind of checked out, and he's making his way. This is not. Look. Here's where I also understand why Bill made this pick and it's strictly financial. When you get to a fifth-year option, are you going to have to potentially pay out more for say a linebacker where the rates are higher than for an offensive lineman? Right? It's it's all value, right? Like, you know, I don't you know these dollar stores, like Bill is a dollar store shopper when it comes to this stuff. And I get it, but you can't be surprised when the pen ink runs out quick or the batteries only last 2 or 3 days. Here's Sean McVay and Les Sneed and their infamous now reaction to the Cole Strange pick on the night of the draft. Cole really, really? Just went. Oh, my. UT Chattanooga to the first hey, round. Tate, hey, where's. How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking
0: he'd be at 104, hey. maybe. <laughs>
1: wow. And you know what's crazy? They got an offensive lineman at 104. <laughs> Tell me that at least not 5 to 10% of you believes that Belichick is starting to make his way out. When the blaring issues are right in front of you, and keep in mind the noise to get a wide receiver simmered down. It was kind of like, hey, okay, Bill, you know defense if there's an if there's an area of your bank and savings and loans, that's old school, that we trust is your choice on defense. We believe what you can do on defense. Yeah. Now, here's what's crazy. The rest of the draft, I didn't really have a problem with other than nobody was a linebacker. Well, the rest but, of the draft was the most brutal part. Ah. Uh, because everything else is look C. Like if you're not going to go get a need, then everything else is look C. Everything else is look see Even the Bailey, uh, the, the Bailey stuff, right? Where like is he going to replace Mac? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, because you know, like Stidham wasn't around last year. <laughs> this guy may be the new Stidham now. In Bill's thinking, potentially. You get a guy at fourth round, you give him some good reps in the offseason, and maybe in a couple of years, someone may come with a very good deal for him. You know, Lord forbid any injury happened to Mac, but almost kind of in a Jimmy Jimmy G situation, though that wasn't an it's injury. It's more
2: situation. the Jacoby Brissett situation, where they, well, tri- they flipped him for um, Philip
1: Dorsett. Well, I mean, he's not going to, I mean, Bailey's not going to see the field a lot, if at all. Well, Brissett played, what, two games here? That's two games more than Bailey may see, (laughs) right? So, again, this may be one of the guy may look good in mop-up duty. He may look good in a game where it's a blowout. I'll put it this way. This would be the time where, obviously, this team is in a rebuild, and it's very hard to say that about a team that just went to the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback. You would think, hey, you could build on this momentum. That's why I'm going back to saying this. Tell me that you don't think at least 10% of you thinks that Bill is on his way out. On it you know, but on his on his own volition. Like, uh
2: no, I don't really believe that. Not I yet. do.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you you're setting up your plans for how you're going to make the way out and and you start doing some small things to take are care really of some things setting, here.
2: Are you really setting it up though if you create the need that you take in the first round?
1: No, because you have to take what everything is based upon how you last lost and what your division looks like, right? Because the first thing you have to do is win your division. If you're going to tell me that this team, the way the defense is constructed right now, is going to beat Buffalo twice or win the division or even beat Miami twice, which it didn't do last year, uh, no. No. Like, if you're Tyreek Hill or if you're Stefan Diggs and you just saw it, the Patriots drafted, do you go, oh, wow, that they got something going there. Man, no. They got a really nice running back room now to discuss some people who could do some things. You you got a wide receiver who who's who could who could potentially fly and, and oh, he and
2: can fly. He can't he can do fly. anything else.
1: Now keep in mind, everybody else in the NFL is world class too. Right? So there there used to be this, this adage of like if you have to constantly talk about a guy's speed. His real problem is his hands. Now well, they're not saying this about Taekwon. No, they
2: but, they are. His hands are his hands are questionable at best.
1: Well, the, you the, all descri-
2: know- the description I heard of him after he was compared. I go, he's being compared to Jamison Williams now. This is exactly I've, what I heard.
1: I, I've heard Ted Ginn Jr. and I and 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 all I've heard was yeah, Ted Ginn was like wasn't he like an Olympic like didn't he like post an Olympic time when he was at Ohio State. Well, John
2: Ross has the fastest forty time ever and can't stay on the field. If you look See, at this, if you look at the top 10 40 times of all time, one of them was a good player.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but the thing is, nobody. I put it. You know where forty times are really good for special teams.
2: This kid <laughs> has never played special teams in his life. That's one hundred and eighty pounds looking right. wet. So, 40 but uh, the, times, th- the but... thing I heard about Tyquan Thornton, he is. He's getting all these comparisons to Jamison Williams, and the quote I heard was: "Jamison Williams is a fast receiver who has all the polish." And Tyquan Thornton is a, rec- a fast receiver who has none of the polish. Ted Ginn And Jr. they moved up to get him over. Uh, they, George Pickens, Sky Moore, and Alec Pierce went bang, bang, bang I, I, right I, after. And that's the I, most
1: infuriating now part. Now, here's where I think Bill may be a bit scar-tissued is over Nikhil Harry. Because the, he, Nikhil Harry was everything in college. Everything in college. Everything you wanted to see on film everything you wanted, you couldn't question. It. He was in a big-time conference. He was everything you wanted to see, and he's still there. So would Bill, so take Bill out of the question, he's not taking a receiver in the first round at 20, unless like someone absolutely unbelievable, let's just say um Olave fell to 21. He takes him, right? But if it isn't that wowish, he's going to go second round with with the back of his mind of if this player doesn't work out, I can get off of him sooner than later, and he doesn't want another Nikhil Harry situation. So if the guy can burn and catch, great. If he can just burn and can't catch, all right, bro. Just make sure you know the 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 current wedge rules in the NFL when you're running down on special teams, second rounder. So I. I Filling up the running back room with the late round picks, I get.
2: By the way, uh, 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 a running back that they might want to have replace James White next year that has twenty two catches and as a season high and has quote stiff hands.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about a third We're talking about a third, a third back, right? So if you're really because James White's
2: not ready though, and you have no, I can't believe I'm saying this. You have no Brandon Bolden. You need somebody (laughs) back there.
1: Well, well, that's why you get some of these guys in these later rounds who who might be there to say they have something to prove, and it doesn't cost you a lot, or if anything, and that's something you can get in free agency. Some, you know, Rex Burkhead, if he's if he wants to play one more year, he'll gladly come back and be the third down back. I mean, the third running back. You know, so you're not really putting a lot of open emphasis on who's the third back when you clearly have two running backs that can carry all the weight and uh, Ramondre Stevenson's hands have gotten better. So you're okay there. I'm good with putting more cornerbacks in the room. When you're mixing in packages, I mean, you may have to do a lot of things. We were talking about like with your Peppers. Like if it gets to third, like see that's the thing with Josh Allen. It doesn't have to be third and long for you to go to some type of exquisite nickel package with this hybrid safety linebacker moving back and forth to be the spy. He could do it on first down. So he doesn't care. Well, about I, when I think it's
2: going to be their. I don't want to get too that, that I I think can be their base defense. I, th- oh, I feel no. like it is.
1: Oh. <laughs> Ready for the old running problems. I feel right? well. I Just feel, when the running was getting solved, right? I've, like, I've,
2: well, it didn't. It was. It was an issue last year too. And well, you had Dante high tower. It was, be- it was better John than Bentley the year before.
1: It was better than the year before. It wasn't as bad last year as it was the year before. They
2: were still getting run over in on key on key series that they needed to get stops. They were just getting run all over. It, That's the issue was not happen, fixed but, last year.
1: But they weren't giving up an average of 8.5 yards like they were two years ago on first down. Like that first, It was like first down, and then the next down was first down again for the most part. That wasn't happening last year. So with more there, then if, if you know that you're going to go with a hybrid system, then why not go for a defensive tackle? Or defensive end. They, should, they
2: should have taken Travis Jones somewhere. They should have taken Trent McDuffie at twenty one and not taken Drew Strange at twenty nine. That's what I, they know, should have done. I,
1: I know people were on the McDuffie at twenty one, but I was like, eh, I don't know if there's if there's something more. I thought a linebacker was more pressing at that point. I was expecting to hear linebacker. I was, ex- you know, when Devin Lloyd was gone, I was just like, okay. Maybe it's N'Kobe Dean. And then, of course, we've heard all the stuff with N'Kobe Dean since and so forth and whatnot, which probably just sets him up to be an all-pro in three years.
2: (laughs) The Patriots had the 24th-ranked rush defense last
1: year, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, what was it the year before that? 29? 30? Something like that?
2: 26. They they allowed two more yards per game in 2020 than 2021.
1: Okay. Okay. It's an improvement. It's call it like year over year. Whether it's one yard or two yards, sorry, or five
2: yard. yards, five yards per game. Okay, that,
1: that could be the that could be the difference of a missed field goal. You just you just don't know. In other words, it's an improvement, but I I just can't fathom how a linebacker was not in the mix. You get the guy from Cleveland who was a starter two years ago in Cleveland, but has been playing special teams primarily. I think he played like sixty one percent of his snaps last year were on special teams. So it's like, okay, you're either, you're like a third down guy and you're like running down the field at kickoffs. And this is supposed to be someone brought in. I I mean, you know, the value thing, it's cool, you know, but at some point you have to make the big purchase. That's the whole point of saving. You know, you can't hoard all universal law says, you know, you're, you're worse than the person who just says, I need money. I'm begging for money. If you sit there and hoard it and don't use it for something, if you're going to, If if you're nickel and diming, where are you spending big? Big time receiver for a young quarterback? That would have been nice. Didn't even get that in the draft. Remember? Hey, wouldn't it be good to pair this young quarterback with an established receiver who could, you know, who knows, who can help cover some of Mac's sins and mistakes in the game? Oh, that's not coming. Okay. Well, hey, you know, a couple of guys he went to school with, they're in the draft. You're sitting at a good position. Mm Hmm. Didn't even get that. Hey, maybe you get a middle linebacker to address Vernoy and Hightower and what you saw last year. Because the Patriots only get older the further you go back in the defense. So, like the youngest port the youngest age group of the of the Patriots defense, it's the defensive line. And then it gets a little older at linebacker, and then it's pretty it's like the oldest in the secondary. Yeah, you need something in the middle to ca- to carry the young guys and the old guys behind you. All right. We'll talk more Pats draft. Your thoughts. We'll hear more comments from the draft next 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ late night WEEI. What do you think of Bill in the draft yeah, this past weekend?
0: back to it weEI late night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app
2: you see it all over when people freak out and stuff but I mean a lot of these guys are really good players I saw that with New England in the first round I mean that guy's't surprised me at all or us surprise you based off of perception because you knew everyone in the world was saying there was no way but everyone who watched that tape They're like but he looks like a first rounder who's going to pull the trigger and you never know when that one person is because you're hoping the other 32 teams are saying no we've all read this he's not going till the third round well that's why someone takes him in the second round because he looks like a second rounder or he looks like a first rounder and we all try to figure that out too
1: but it only takes one team and that's why you you don't want to mess around and be too cute with it. Late night, K-J-W-E-E-I. That's Kyle Shanahan making sure he keeps the Silk Road open between him and the Patriots if he ever needs to do a deal again. Say, you know, look, Cole Strange looked like a first-rounder on tape. This is the same organization that said, we're taking Matt Jones number three. look. Ever since what happened in the Super Bowl, Shanahan has just been Stockholm Syndrome by the Patriots. Like, I think the guy... (laughs) Sits up at night, thinks about that play calling.
2: (laughs) At least he's not drooling over Bill before the Super Bowl even starts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I got to witness the early Shanahan when he was working under his dad when I was working in D.C. Wow. You want to see some bad play calling? Watch the Rex Grossman Washington football team at what they were called at that time. Yeah, that Kyle will always show up. But... Of course, everybody's talking about Cole Strange in first round. Now, if there is a pick that I do like, it's Marcus Jones out of Houston.
2: Also the only pick that I like from this
1: draft. Yeah, it's the we we tend to somewhat agree on things sometimes. And here's what I like about him because okay, you don't need him immediately to be your star, but he can do star-like things for you and be a potential earner into the position that he plays. So don't be surprised because let's just put did the uh, Patriots even have a return last year for a touchdown? They had no returns for a touchdown.
2: Well, also k- kick returning is the most obsolete thing in the NFL now.
1: But it's so important to what the Patriots do, right? If if they if they're one of the few teams that have always hung their hat on all three sides of the ball, specifically, you know, special teams being seen as another arm of the defense.
2: Yeah, but if you have a good kick returner, they do not kick it to them and just kick it out of the back of the end zone.
1: Well, but when it comes to punts, you can't punt necessarily do Punt returning, I get.
2: Right. But and kick returning is useless now.
1: Right. So if you have someone who can electrify on a punt return and give you great field position for a guy in his second year with limited weapons and no new receivers who arrive receiver ones, you would want that guy to start off at you know the opponent's 27-yard 27 27 line. This is what Marcus Jones potentially could do. Now, every week, no. But also it's another cornerback that you can get into the room, find out what he can learn. Can he pick up the system? Where would he fit? Again, if you believe that, hey, Bill's not going to go with your standard you know, bulky kind of linebacker-ish type deals that there's going to be a lot of corners and nickels and, and safeties and hybrids moving pieces back and forth, that Marcus Jones may be one of these pieces that gets integrated in. Not right away. But as the season goes on, but immediately, that's the thing. Can the guy who's coming to the team make an immediate impact, even if it isn't necessarily what he does, right? So Tyquan Thornton, for all you know, like that speed, like they might find out like, hey, when the ball's coming over his head, the hands are not really that great. But when the ball is coming at him from the sky, and he takes off, then now you have a an an amazing returner. You'd hate you hate that great second round pick. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you'd hate that you spent a second round pick on that. But again, you, maybe some things come along. This is how Ted Ginn Jr.'s career developed, right? It took a several teams, but at least he didn't is, catch the ball though. Well, but again, that that comes with time. It, it you just I I I don't know. I, again I'm kind of with you. I I'm I'm a believer of when you talk a lot about a receiver's speed it's to deflect from the receiver's hands
2: oh like i can I, tell you easy catches like if if mac jones hit him in stride on a slant he would jump to catch the ball cuz that's what he did in college
1: yeah that you don't yeah you can't do that in the nfl yeah you, you questionable
2: hands at best another thing i heard about him not a natural pe- catcher of the football which i feel like is what you want in your receiver to be a natural catcher of the football
1: well, it's amazing how many guys don't understand like how you read the ball into your hands. Uh, it's a drill. I don't know if they do it anymore. Maybe coaches are too scared that they just let the boy play. He um,
2: can go up and pluck it. I've seen him do it. But I also, watching a lot of Big 12 football, have seen him not make easy catches that he should have gone to the house on because he jumped well, to catch the ball. The Patriots
1: ball. are not built to be some high-powered, big-time play, bust the seams. This is where you have to be concise on the plays that are called. So if it's an eight-yard slant, you need to be precise on that eight-yard slant. We can't wait for you to get the big 25-yard bomb. And that's only going to come a all,
2: all, all Thornton can do, all he really did in college, was run in a straight line.
1: Yeah, well, that's... It, again, I, like I said, a, a lot of receivers. That was the position I play. It, it's amazing when I've asked... I've asked some younger guys, like, you guys still put, like, the numbers on the corner of the football and have to call out the number as the ball's coming in that you see... On the corner of the ball, they were like, "Huh?" I was like, "Oh boy, that's a that's a eye." That's how you know you're bringing the ball in, you know, catching the ball with the body and all that stuff. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. has messed up a lot of people, a lot of guys who are receiver. Once he made that catch against Green Bay, I think it was when he was with the Giants. Like kids now wanted to do that.
2: Yeah, but he also could take a slant and run seventy yards. They didn't and pay that He was not the fastest. Stuff. He was not the fastest guy in the world.
1: Right? Odell Beckham was more known for his ability to catch any ball. <laughs> These guys just want to do the highlight because that's the highlight. Um. So, about the the Cole Strange thing, and the overall Patriots draft. Here's Mike Giardi on Maloney and Fourier saying, "Look, this was strange and unusual to an extent." What did you
2: think of the Patriots draft
1: this weekend? Uh, it was A little unusual, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think we're, we're fixating on the guys that they picked up in the first couple rounds that seemed to be reaches. Um,
0: and, you know, in talking to some people around the league. A lot of people like Cole Strange. They just didn't like him there.
1: Now, if you have conviction on the player, should you take him? Or because we've been through this for the last 20 years where Patriots fan base in particular, but the team itself, loves to – Remind you how smart they are and how often they get the value, the best value, right? I mean, have you ever seen a fan base take their pants off more for <laughs> stop, stop, story right, stop, stop, stop it right there. Stop it. That's the word I can't stand keeping here. I keep hearing value. This is not shopping at a dollar store. This is a team that no longer has Tom Brady and you're still trying to get away with Tom Brady, sin things that you could get away with. Those days should be over. Cole strange picked too early. Tyquan Thornton picked too early. Marcus Jones, yeah, just right. Jack Jones, just right. Pierre Strong, okay, late fourth rounder. Bailey Zappi, okay, late fourth rounder. Another running back in the 6th round. It's like your core it's like the printer is correlated backwards. Like no, Why are we not getting what? I'm sorry. Let me not say we because it's not my team. Why are the Patriots not addressing the needs that were the most blaring in the very last game of the season? Or would it be admitting, admitting that some of the defensive coaching that's being left in charge isn't getting the job done? I'm just saying. All right, second hour of late night is next. Coming up, we talk Celtics. They got punched in the mouth, but they might have a chance to recover. We'll discuss that. Plus, the Red Sox are so bad that I've got a Bobby Brown parody that it, it, it's it's actually walked into. The Red Sox have gotten worse as they've walked into this parody. It, you don't want to miss that. Next hour here on WEEI.